it is really easy to spend weeks not focusing on vision or people development or culture building. We can easily go weeks, and many of us do from time to time, if not always, go weeks without dealing with any of those things. No culture building, no people development, no relation. We're just getting work done, right? Hi, and you just entered the Leadership Gym. I'm Randy Hall. I'm an executive coach and leadership consultant. And this is the place where we work on our ability to lead our team, lead our business, and yes, lead ourselves. If you are looking to improve your capabilities as a leader, you are in the right spot. Thanks for stopping by today. I appreciate you being part of this conversation. And I say it like that because you are part of this conversation. While you're listening to this podcast, you're having insights, you're having thoughts. You may agree, you may disagree with things that happen here, but your mind is active. You're involved or at least partly involved. You can do other things while you're listening to a podcast, but some of your focus is on the words that I'm saying, the thoughts that I'm putting out there, the ideas that I'm presenting, the results from others that have occurred and have changed their worlds. And hopefully, there's some things in here that actually help you make choices, decisions on what you do next, what you decide to try next, how you focus on improving your abilities as a leader to have impact on others. And so I hope that all happens for you here. And that's why I call it a conversation. We're going to talk today about focus, about the different kinds of focus, about the way focus happens for humans, about what happens when we focus and why that matters for your future, what you focus on in the present. Hey, what if you had, what if one of the things that you could create in your own future was a more fully accountable team? What if you had a more fully accountable team around you? What if you knew how to make them show up in a more accountable way? Not force them, but make them, cause them. Sometimes we just wish they would. We hope they will. We get frustrated because they don't show up that way. But what if you had tools and a process to help others around you steadily and consistently increase their ownership over their effort, their engagement, and their results. Well, we will soon be bringing a leadership course to you that will help you build a culture of accountability on your team. A complete environment where people show up in an accountable way all the time and continue to improve their level of accountability the longer they stay there. And you can get on the wait list for this course right now at leadershipgym.com slash accountability, leadershipgym.com slash accountability. If you've ever felt like you just show up and solve problems all day, it's time to stop feeling like that. If you feel like you have to do other people's work for them and then check it over, stop doing that too. If you find yourself wishing your team cared as much as you do, about the results in your business, then learn how to change that for good and build your own fully accountable 
dream team. Go to leadershipgym.com accountability right after this podcast and get on the list. We'll be opening the doors for this course soon. And this course will help you create a very different future for you and your team. I'm asking you to join me there. I'm looking forward to that work that we're going to do together. Back to our conversation today about focus, where we put our attention, the things we spend time with. That's really what focus means. And there's three kinds of things in this world relative to our attention and our focus. Three buckets of things that we pay attention to and focus on. The first bucket that I want to talk about are things that demand our focus. We don't really have too much of a choice. Like we could maybe forcefully not pay attention to these things, but the reality is they're right there in front of us, yelling at us, screaming at us, trying to get us to pay attention to them. And you could put a lot of different things in this bucket. It could be a screaming kid if you're a parent. I got to do something with it. Although what I noticed with my kids is that initially the screaming caused all of my focus to turn to them or the crying or whatever sort of violent sound they made. But then as I had more kids or as I had my kids for longer, I noticed that it didn't attract my attention right away. Like in the car, initially, like if a child were crying in the back, I would immediately have to pull over and deal with that. And then the more parenting experience I got and the more I began to change, I would turn the radio up at some point and think that'll go away in a little while. So it may be not always a screaming kid, but sometimes a screaming kid, someone bursting into our office with their hair on fire, figuratively, you know, I guess now they burst into a Zoom call, but either way, someone who is in front of us, very present, very visible, very hard to step away from. It could just be our phone ringing. It is the things in our life that present themselves to us in an urgent way. They demand our focus. We're going to spend some time and attention on them. And that's kind of the first bucket. We don't even have to do anything in our life and things will show up demanding that we pay attention to them at least briefly. So that's the first bucket. The second bucket is things that attract our focus. They may not demand it. They're not saying, hey, look at me right now. But they're there, they're present, they're in our peripheral vision, or they are close at all times. They might be, and often are, things that we are interested in or care about. Look, digital advertising has taken this to a whole new level. You can search for anything, anywhere, on any website, and then go to social media platforms and it will show up in your ad. It's a little bit freaky how well people do that, but it is amazing how you can go look for something and then all of a sudden have it show up for you everywhere. But our brain does that for us, even if digital advertising doesn't, in the same kind of way. Things that we start to be interested in or care about start to show up more for us. The things that that we might want to pay attention to in some way because we enjoy them or like them find a way into that edge of our vision. They're not screaming at us, but they're right there for us to pay attention to in the moment if we want to. 
This could also be things like a text from a friend or an interesting story that we come across on the internet or an article or a podcast, anything like that. Now, all of these things are not distractions. Some of them are things that very much require, need, will benefit from our focus, but they are things that popped into our thoughts or came into our field of thinking but are not jumping up and down in front of us. We could wait or do them later. Either can work. The way this happens in our brain without the help of digital advertising or digital media is through a process called the reticular activation system. And what our brain decides is the things that we care about will show up for us because there's too much coming in. The brain can't filter all of the information, auditory, visual, other thoughts, ideas, all of that coming to us at once. The brain would just sort of freeze up because it doesn't know what to pay attention to. So, in our basal ganglia, there's collections of cells that sort of filter that to some degree. If we decide we care about something, all of a sudden we will see more of it, even if digital advertising didn't exist. They just do that for us now. But let's say you're going to buy a certain kind of car. All of a sudden, what do you see all over the highways? Man, everybody has one of those. Or even if it's a certain color, I was thinking about getting this color, but they're all out there. Like those things start to get attractive for us because we made a choice that we cared about them. And so our reticular activating system sort of brings them to us in some ways, which is good because we can train our brain to pay attention to the things that we most care about. It is also true that the reticular activation system happens unconsciously. We train it unconsciously sometimes by the places that we spend time. And so our brain assumes those things are important and it brings more of those places to us. That might not be a good thing. That might be something that keeps us in a bad habit or keeps us distracted with things that we maybe don't want to pay attention to. But because we have, our brain sort of makes the leap that it mattered to us. So it can help us or, like most systems in our brain, can get in the way depending on how we train it. So that's the second bucket, things that attract our focus. Now, one caveat about these, they could be things we care deeply about. It could be how our spouse feels about something or which choice our kid is going to make for a career path or something. So we care deeply about it. So we start to pay attention to little signals or cues around it, right? So it could be those kinds of things too. It's not always distractions. Okay, so that's the second bucket. The third bucket is things that wait for our focus. So these are things that aren't going to present themselves to us necessarily. We have to choose to go find them and focus on them. So think about this from a leadership perspective. Obviously, we want to connect sort of this concept to leadership where it makes sense. Here's one of those places. From a leader's perspective, this might be people development or culture building or team engagement or relationships with people on your team or vendors or other partners or other prospects or any of those things. It could be vision for this group of people, where we're going. It could be the planning that's associated with that. But these are things that do not come to us. We go to them. It is really easy to spend weeks not focusing on vision or people development or culture building. We can easily go weeks, and many of us do from time to time, if not always, go weeks without dealing with any of those things. No culture building, no people development, no relation. We're just getting work done, right? Right. 
We have to go find these things. Sometimes one of these things starts to move from place to place, from bucket to bucket. So it might be something that starts out by waiting for us. It could be people development on our team. And let's say that we don't spend any time on it. Let's say that that starts to create disengagement for us. Well, disengagement might be in that middle bucket of things that are are sort of there. They're not screaming in front of us, but we notice them. Wow, I notice those people either aren't showing up with the same sort of focus or drive or energy that they used to be. They're sort of going through the motion. So I might notice that. It might be in my peripheral vision, so to speak. And then all of a sudden, I've got maybe people leaving my team or quitting. I've got turnover rates or I've got vacancies. I've got a retention product. All of a sudden, now that's going to scream in front of me. I got to hire. That's jumping up and down with its hair on fire. I now have a vacancy on my team, right? Those things can progress sometimes. So they might start by being something that waits for our focus, then something that kind of attracts our focus, and then something that demands our focus. And here's the other thing we want to think about as we think about these three buckets, what demands our focus, what attracts our focus, and what waits for our focus. Wherever we decide to focus, the things that we decide to focus on expand in our life. Let's think about it from a generic perspective. Let's say you're taking up cooking or you get interested in cooking as a hobby and you start to think about all of the information, connections, ideas, thoughts, systems, processes, opinions, approaches to cooking. Because there's so many different levels, right? And I don't do a lot of it. I just do the burning meat thing mostly. But there's so many levels. There's spices and flavors and ingredients and levels of flavor and layers and time components and all of these things. What complements each other, what contributes to it, what masks it, all the stuff. I learned this by watching things like Beat Bobby Flay occasionally on television. That guy can cook anything and apparently does it pretty well. But because he has such a deep understanding of the concept of cooking, he can apply it in a lot of different places. Imagine the time, the focus that spent, that expanded in his life to the point where it filled it up. It's kind of everything he does, I guess. So we could do that with anything. Anything we focus on will expand. What if we focused on something like journaling, something that we wanted to be better at? Think about all the different types of systems and processes. What do you write? How long? How much time do you spend? What kind of notebook do you use? What sort of processes do you use to keep ideas after you have them? What sort of paper and pens and apps are available for it? There's a lot and it'll expand for you because you focus on it. What if you focused on coaching? People think that maybe that's just an art form or a gift, but trust me, if you go dive into it, and you should, it will expand for you into all the different questions you can use and models you can use and processes you can dive into and master and the frequencies of it and the details associated with human behavior change, which is what coaching is all about. If you want to learn more about coaching, you can go to leadershipgym.com. We've actually got a full five-step course inside the Leadership Gym on coaching with a process for human behavior change, why it works that way, how it works that way, the steps to take to make sure that it works consistently for you to help people on your team get better. It will expand for you. And in the expansion of these things, you will find some stuff. In the expansion of anything that you focus on, 
you will find learning. You will find insight. You will find possibilities. You will find layers. You will find depth. You will find understanding. You might even find emotional connection. You can find lots of things in stuff that you focus on, but only if you focus on it and let it expand for you. Think about that relative to our development example. Let's say there's a person on your team and you start to focus on their development. You start to understand their career goals, what they care about, where their strengths are. You start to understand how it might fit with things that you need done at a really high level in your business. There may be a new role that you create that that person moves into or a new role that, that is open for them now that they can contribute to that you never thought about. All new possibilities for our business and our team only because we chose to go focus on something like developing our people that uncovered all of that for us until we focused on it. It may not have shown up for us. That person may not have burst through our door or onto our Zoom call and said, hey, here's what I'm really good at. Here are the things I care about the most. Here's where I want to spend my time. Here's where I think I can make the biggest contribution. Here's how I can do it. And I'd love for us to talk about that. That may not happen. In fact, usually doesn't. But if we decide to go focus on human development on our team and find out what the strengths and skills and passions are of those people, then we can make those connections. It expanded for us to a point where we can take good action associated with what we learned through that expansion. So ultimately, we have a really high degree of choice as to what expands and becomes a bigger part of our world and our life. We get to apply time to things we care about and focus on and then let them unfold for us and become that bigger chunk of our world, of our mind, of our thoughts, of our ideas. And that means, that means that where we choose to put our focus will dramatically affect whether or not we become the leader we want to be, and also whether or not we lead the life we want to live. So I want you to think about this. What's waiting for your focus that you might want to give it to in this next week? What's waiting that you might want to let unfold a bit more, that you might want to get better at or explore a little more deeply? What do you want to become a bigger part of who you are, how you think, and where you are going? Decide that. Choose that. Focus on that. Let the things that are really important for you in a conscious choice sense expand for you and integrate into your world in a way that makes them a bigger piece of it. If you like the conversations we're having here, I hope you'll do me a favor. I hope that you will give us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. And I hope it's a five-star rating. I sincerely hope that that's what we are earning in these discussions. I hope you'll leave us a review too. Tell us why you liked this conversation. Let others know what they can find here. I hope you'll do that. And I hope that you will make some choices on what you focus on, what you let expand in your life in this coming week. And 
I hope that because of that, you're able to go make an even bigger difference. We'll see you soon. 